It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hot round! Red 7! Red 7! Red 7! Don! What? Red 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Hot route! I don't. What is hot route? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here. You ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run down the field and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the oh, ball? Oh, I'll get you the ball! I'll get you the ball! I hope he doesn't kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the difference between winning and losing. I got a whole lot of money, money. Yeah. yummy for me. Bottle key, poppin' that water bath, drinkin'. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Hello, friends. No, that's not Jim Nance. That's your good old pal, Nick Roush. Here today to talk about Kentucky's blue-white game with my friends Freddie Maggard and Adam Luckett. We were out at the spring game on Saturday where... It wasn't so much like spring, but there there was still some tailgaters in the parking lot. Freddie, I don't think anybody had more fun than than your nieces out there. Uh, listen, they they do that on a weekly basis during the season. Uh, they're legendary tailgaters. Uh, they have a lot of fun. I appreciate you and Adam being uh, very kind to my family and Drew, and uh, just had a good time in the in the snow. Uh, <laughs> crazy man, it was. It was uh, sunny, then it rained a little bit, then it sleeted, and then it snowed, then sunny, back to cloudy. I mean, it was a crazy weather day. Kentucky yeah. weather in a in one afternoon. You got it all yeah. right there. Yeah. And then it was perfect, like, the next day. You know, Sunday was nothing but sunshines yeah. and rainbows. It's like, damn it, couldn't have this all came, you know, a day earlier? But – I, I still think all things considered, there was a, a solid showing of UK fans for the blue-white game uh, where we got to see Rich Scangarello's offense for the first time. And I will say, guys, when we're evaluating this game, I'm going to be talking a lot about the offense. And it's mostly because, you know, that's just what I want to pay attention to. But also because the defense was pretty shorthanded. I think the first – series they were in a base three four with deandre square playing sam linebacker and trevin wallace playing the will so you know it's not really the defense we're going to be seeing in the fall but i feel like we could get a little bit of an extra look at the offense and um look at i love the fullback 
I love it so much. I, I can't get enough of it. I just I'm I'm pulling gifts now of fullbacks making blocks and catching passes, and I love every single second of it. Yeah, it was a lot of a lot of fullback in the lineup, but Justice Dingle played a lot of snaps in the spring. I'm calling it spring scrimmage on Saturday because that's really what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you saw a lot of that drop back play play action. You saw a lot of kind of seven eight man protections. Um, keeping it elementary to some aspect, but I think that's something we're probably going to see a little bit more of this year, um, especially if they can run the ball as efficiently as they believe they can. Um, there, there's just a lot to like about the offense. It all starts with a guy taking snaps behind center. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also saw what made Tavion Robinson a successful receiver at Virginia Tech. I think there's very good reasons to get excited about him. Mm-hmm. And a short sample size, Chris Rodriguez looked like Chris Rodriguez. And you saw why Dan Key was such a coveted recruit and why he was so important for Kentucky. He's going to be a guy that looks like he could potentially play as a true freshman. So a lot, I think there's just a, there's a lot to get excited about um, with that group. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of dudes, too, because, you know, I'm talking about the fullback. But one of the best, biggest runs of the day was – Justice Dingle and his brother Jordan Dingle just pancaking a dude and letting Javon McLean go 15 yards down the field. And Jordan's what, like the third or fourth tight end? I mean, Bates has played a lot of snaps. And then uh, we got Keaton Upshaw back on Saturday. So th- there's a lot of there's a lot of dudes out there, Freddie, and uh, a lot of folks to get excited about. Yeah, I think I think the spring practice or the spring. Uh, uh, game was a validation of what we've been hearing and what mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the three of us have been putting out. One, that Will Levis is a first-round player. I mean, that's, that's what I keep getting from UK and, and other people. And, uh, you know, to me, <clears throat> even though it was, it was basic, limited reps from Levis, uh, I saw some footwork uh, betterment as far as fundamentals and techniques. I think I think Scangarello is going to be really good for the specifics of Will Levis's game. Uh, Danky, we, we met you, Adam mentioned that we've heard a lot about him, and he jumped out. I think actually his um, his last catch, not the touchdown, was the best route and best catch that he had in the game. Showed true separation over the middle mm-hmm. uh, awareness. I like that. Uh, Jordan Lovett, we've heard about him, and, and he you know, nine tackles, two pass breakups, forced fumble, a little bit of everything. Uh, so we, we, we've heard that all spring, and we got to see it uh, to come to fruition. But, uh, you know, I, this is going to sound kind of odd, but one of the things that jumped to me is the value of Quentin Wilson. Uh, a yeah. veteran can play guard, center. Uh, Eli Cox is out, was not there. And, and Quentin Wilson goes in and runs with the ones uh, at center. So, I mean, you need value players like that. And that was one of the things that stood out to me. And that may not be a, a hot topic that people want to bite on. But, you know, little things like that's what I was looking for. Yeah, when I was making the depth chart, I actually thought about just putting Quentin Wilson, number two left guard, number two center, number two right guard. Because I think yeah. if, if something happened – at any point, I think he would be the next man up, mm-hmm. potentially at all three of those positions. I think he's – if you're ranking all linemen, he's probably number six. Um, so, having him, he's going to play a lot. And Zach Enter has talked about how they want a rotation. 
he's definitely going to be a part of that rotation, and he's going to play a good amount of snaps this year, even if he isn't a starter. So having a guy like that, you know, you'll kind of look across the board, uh, fairly old on offense. You know, he's redshirt senior, Levis redshirt senior, Rodriguez redshirt senior, Upshaw Bates redshirt seniors, Deshaun Manning, you know, and him and Taven Robinson are seniors. Um, so they're kind of they're they're in that get old and stay old kind of philosophy, and I think that's going to help them too um, as they as they build out this offense. While we're on the offensive line, let, let's stick to it. I uh, during the game, you know, it's it's hard to follow offensive line when you've got a bunch of stuff happening. But I, I at least watched an abbreviated version of the game, like a twenty minute highlight deal. Um, so I didn't get to see some of their where they they went wrong in certain instances. Um, but I at least wanted to run through some of the the offensive line that played well. As you mentioned, Eli Cox wasn't there. His brother got married on Saturday, so picked a bad day to get married. But Cox did not play. Neither did uh, Octavius Oxen down on the other side. Isaiah Cummings, Lavelle Wright. They, you know, there was they held a lot of a good chunk of guys out, and a lot of stars. You know, Chris Rodriguez got four touches in the first drive. He was done. Will Levis played two drives. He was done. So, you know, they, 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 they held some people back, but it did help us get a better idea of what we were seeing on the, the offensive line. Uh, I think the biggest worries with that, especially with DeAndre Buford at left tackle, they're all like pass protection related. Freddie, I couldn't get a good feel on those guys because they're not going up against your J.J. Weavers of the world, and that's where, yeah. you know, you really get tested. But in the run game, I – I got no problems with a lot of those guys, and that's going too deep. I mean, Jagger Burton's a freaking monster in there. I like David Wallaball moves well with the second team. And Keontae Goodwin, um, there was one play where they – I don't know what the assignment was, and and it could have been where Lovett blitzed late enough to where they didn't see him. But he went one-on-one with his man and threw that guy on the ground. Lovett just ran by yeah. and got to the quarterback. So that could have been an assignment thing. But I thought Keontae looked like he belonged. You know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of drop-off there. And I, and I think that's what really has Mark Stoops excited about Zach Yenzer back in that, in, in that offensive line room. Yeah, I mean, look at the players that have made significant strides under Yenzer. Uh, you didn't mention uh, Jeremy Flax. Yeah, I know Flax, he wore sleeves. Yeah. That kind of made you mad. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought he, he looked different mm-hmm. to me. You could tell he's dropped the 20 pounds, and he carried himself differently. Uh, looks like he's got some confidence back and yes, that he yes. lost under, under the old dude. So uh, that, that was good to see. I think he's locked that down. Uh, I think left tackle is, is what, we're, what we're talking about. Buford. Uh, didn't get a lot of reps, like you said, against Weaver. Jordan Wright didn't play. So, you know, I, I described the defense as a push because they were so limited mm-hmm. what they did because of personnel that was missing. And also because, you know, let's say the DBs were not going to tackle low. They were not going to hit high. You know, it was, it was it was a weird kind of mix of thud and full go. So, it was hard to get a good uh, judgment on that. I think Walla Ball is is probably the swing tackle yeah. if I had to pick one right now, and then just let Keontae Goodwin just keep getting reps. That's all he needs is reps. And I'd say, truth be known, uh, you know, as far as grasping the playbook and, and being uh, being acclimated to college football, I mean, he's still a work in progress, and, and 
he's going to be a really good one. It's just going to take a little time, and that's okay. I hope people understand expectation management, especially about a left tackle. Yeah, um, Jeremy Flax and Tayshawn Manning together on some of those double teams, they were mowing over some guys. They're going to be a problem on that, on that, especially with the bulldozer they have running behind them. That's going to be an issue for teams. I thought Tayshawn Manning, I think he's a really good pass protector there at right guard. He's he's big. He's hard to get around. And then when he gets his hands on you, um, a lot of the rushes are done. Um, now, Jeremy Flax, like Nick, you mentioned, it's what we got to see the pass protection. But he did look better. He looked like the yeah. player that we thought Kentucky was good getting when he signed in 2020 yeah. uh, on, on Saturday. And it sounded like he played like that. But if you go back to last spring, that's what they talked about, too, with him. It was – I believe Liam Cohen called him a cornerstone piece of the offensive line. I mean, yeah. something happened there. Whether it was confidence, not meshing um, with a coach, uh, getting moved around to position, something happened there. So, I think it was very, a very, very good sign that he seemed to make pretty big strides this this spring under Zach Yenzer. And holding down that right tackle spot would be huge um, because he's got, he's got some big-time tools, I think. Yeah, Um but all in all, I think, you know, it's safe to say the big blue wall is in good hands at the, at the skill positions uh, to kind of work our way out. I will say Keaton Upshaw left a little bit to be desired for me. Now, that, that comes with a caveat that it is a spring game and it is his first time being tackled in probably, I don't know, two years. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a long time for him. Um, but he – his first catch, I think he got uh, – Lovett forced the fumble at the end of it. Another time on a post route, he, he let the safety jump it, the cut, and it got that, – it's one of those plays I expect Upshaw to make. Some of it might be I have a lot of your expectations uh, for the big guy, but I think the best news for him is that, like, if he doesn't get with it, then there's other guys there that will happily make the uh, – Bates made a tough catch in the middle that was contested, so – uh, in general, I'm not I'm not really worried about the tight end play. Although I, I would have liked to seen Upshaw just go out there and just freaking throw dudes around. We didn't get that right off the bat, but I think some of that comes with not only returning from injury, Freddie, but also just being in that setting for the first time in a while. Yeah, it makes you a little nervous when guys are flying around uh, after coming back from injury. You know, it just it just is. It takes a little time to to work back into the flow of the game. But I, I agree. Nick, and I'd heard tons about Jordan Dingle going in mm-hmm. to Saturday. Really didn't flash, but that doesn't say much uh, because, I, I, again, the, the playbook was so limited. And uh, But, no, I'm not worried at all was, was Isaiah Cummins coming back. I mean, you got a bunch of dudes yeah. that tied in that can play. Uh, receivers, I think, right now you got three. Demarcus uh, uh, Harris, Tavion Robinson, and Dane Key. Uh, those are the ones that obviously stood out to me. Yeah. And, you know, with, with Javon Baker and, and Barry Brown coming in. But the core of, of the rotation, uh, again, and that rotation is going to look totally different in September than it does in April. So, uh, yeah. but I, I think the core that, – that room has flipped as much as I've seen a room flip at Kentucky. Because uh, you go back two years from now – two years ago, we're talking about dudes that couldn't get off the line of scrimmage, couldn't separate, couldn't get it open. When they got it open, couldn't catch the ball, and it was a mess. It was bad. And uh, 
you know, we danced around it as much as we could, but I mean, we just, it was bad. Uh, yeah. But now that room, that room is slipped. You got some dudes that, that can make plays that with ball skills. I think Dane Key's ball skills are really good. Chris Lewis dropped the touchdown and, you know, I wanted to see, I wanted mm-hmm. to see more from him, uh, especially all we've heard about him this spring and the Kel Crowdis didn't even play. So Chauncey Magwood, I think is your good possession guy. You know, he can be a possession guy, but, I think the three right now are Harris, Key, and Tavion Robinson. Yeah, I think you can make the argument, Freddie, that it's turned into the ultimate position of weakness, and in two years it could be a position of strength for your ball club. Yeah, yeah. Like that's how, that's how quickly they've turned that over. Um, yeah. Because that could be – I think he's got a chance to be a top half SEC receiver core this year if everything yeah. gets right. And so it's yeah. it's turned into – a real weapon, I think, for the offense. And they've got different options to do there. They've got different types of players that can do different types of things. I think it's been a well-built room. We've got to see what these two new guys coming in the summer. Obviously, Baker and Barry and Brown, expectations are high for them. But there's a lot to get excited about. And then you blend that in with everything they have at tight end, right? And then you blend yeah. it in with the stuff Tom McClain can do. Mm-hmm. He's lining out, out wide. They threw a screen to him. He's going to be a heavy – part of that passing game in unique ways, throwing to the back more, um, hit a screen to Rodriguez there uh, on a, a third down inside the 10-yard line goal-to-goal situation. Um, so there's a lot to get – plus, then you got the quarterback, the trigger man. So there's a lot, I think, yeah. to get excited about with this passing game. Yeah, the I was only... thinking, Adam, I, I was thinking after the scrimmage, you know, once you get all the parts in there, get the system in, we're not going to see – we're not going to see the full scheme until Florida – I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's so many weapons for this football team. And, and that's why I think that the biggest priority in the offseason is protecting Will Levis. I mean, you give him time, he's going to have dudes that can get open. And then if all that fails, then you go back to, uh, you know, fist fighting in a phone booth and just give the football to number 24. So yeah, offensively, I, I think they're going to score some points, and it's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, they're going to create conflicts because you're yeah. as a defensive coordinator, you're going to have to decide: are we going to let them just run it down our throat here, mm-hmm. or do we need to take some chances and then leave ourselves vulnerable in the back end? Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's good. There's a lot to get excited about with the offense. I don't yeah. think there's any denying that it's, it's got a chance. This has a chance to. This has. A, this is a group that has a chance to be special. Yeah. And if you do everything right in cover, you still have to worry about Will Levis running the football. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he doesn't do that much. But that's also, you know, a, a, a part of the offense. The uh, – it you mentioned it earlier, Freddie, but it is always nice when the stuff we're hearing and the stuff we see and the stuff the coaches are saying, it's all kind of affirmed in the spring game. And Dane Key's play was certainly yeah. one of them. Uh the only play he didn't make was just the jump ball uh, on the goal line fade where, you know, just Elijah Reed made a good play on the ball, showed his physicality. That That's a guy yeah. that could end up being something fun to watch down the stretch. But Dane looked great. I was very ha- – that, that that touchdown he scored too, he had to catch it twice. But yeah. Will yeah. hit it. Will hit him so quick. Like that's the kind of uh, – it's like something, Freddie, when you hear coaches just – I hit him in the face, you know, when he turns and breaks, yeah. just hit him. I mean, that was bang, bang. That that showed a nice mastery of the offense by Will Levis. And that yeah. gets you excited between that and Tavion Robinson's 
ability to separate and really make some plays after yeah, the catch. Too. Like, yeah, yeah. big time yak guy. I mean, they've got they've got a little bit of everything in that wide receiver room. You know, with the bank key touchdown, a couple things. First, the, the, the offside pass safety stopped. You know, there, there could have been a, a head shot there, you know. So that, that's one thing. But Levis, the anticipation of Will Levis, and then the arm strength. I, I was sitting right down close to where that happened, and, and you could almost hear the whistle from the football. I mean, he threw that thing 115 miles an hour, man. And Dane Key did a good job just to not let it break his nose. So, yeah, I mean, anticipation, uh, you know, arm strength, everything was on display there. It was good. I actually thought, you know, like I said earlier, the, the, the second catch from Dane was the best one when he, you know, he, he stemmed from a, a, a vertical post and a deep crossing and caught, found the hole in his own, caught the football. I thought that was his most impressive play. Yeah, I, I also um... – we mentioned Robinson as a separator. He had a couple uh, nice plays, but uh, unfortunately not everybody was on it all the time. Uh, you mentioned Lewis's drop, Luckett, those right there in the end zone. When Bo Allen, Bo Allen's numbers looked really bad. I think he was four of 11. Uh, but three, three of them, I mean, there was a lot of drops, including like two pretty much catch and throw misses um you know in the uh oh wow i'm sorry we just have uh we we uh, some significant breaking news um well it's just a guy saying it's yeah yeah it's just a guy yeah but still slater saying slater saying yeah oscar coming back that would be uh that would make the offense the offseason a lot more fun if that's the case uh but hey football talk football talk um, but, but Bo Allen, he had some drops in there, but like, we've got a bona fide quarterback competition. It's not for QB one though. It's for QB two. And first off, I love the Deuce Hogan, just swagger in general. Um, but I don't know much about quarterback mechanics. I can tell you he, he's all arm. He's nothing else. <laughs> he's his, like his legs get kind of squinched down, but man, he can put some balls there. But you know what? I, I got to give a lot of props to Bo for even after some of those drops. Um, he had a nice touch pass downfield and, ma- and made another uh, hard-thrown pass in the middle of the field. Um, after the game, Scangarello said, you know, I called some plays that I don't – I would never, ever call just to see how these guys would react under stress. Like, it's first and goal from the four. We're going to run a drop-back pass. Like, yeah. st- And you know what? They didn't always pass those tests. But I do like that there is some healthy competition there for the twos because you, those guys need to be ready to to compete against a JUCO guy – or not a JUCO, but a transfer portal guy after Will Levis departs next offseason. Yeah, you could. It's kind of a double-edged sword there. Like, you're really excited about 2022, right, with Will mm-hmm. Levis. You think, oh, they can really do some things. But then it's also – a little scary. You start thinking about 2023 a little bit. Everyone behind behind them is unproven. You haven't got a quarter. You didn't get a quarterback in this 2020. Or it doesn't look like you're going to get a quarterback in this 2023 class. Um, there's wonders of Destin Wade, if that's really his long-term position, who is who you got in the 2022 class. And you're kind of dependent on a portal guy to maybe come in and do the same thing. So 
it's good and bad. You really want to see one of these guys like this year really take a step forward and kind of uh, emerge from the pack. Um, so they may be the guy that will compete with whoever comes in next year. Um, and as right now, according to Rich Canarillo, there's no clear guy. It's just three of them right there, and they're they're rotating in. It seemed in the game it was really it's Bo and Deuce Hogan that are kind of mm-hmm. competing for it, and then Kai Sharon's a little bit farther back. Now, Nick, when we were at the open practice, Deuce Hogan wasn't really getting any reps with the twos at all. Yeah. He was coming in with the threes. With He was rotating with Sharon, and Sharon got the first shot. Um, so you have to wonder if he's maybe really close some ground here lately because of just you mentioned the, the tools you have. He, he can put the ball in places that are not easy to put the ball, but it's just, you know, shoring up those mechanics, shoring up his – progressions and making sure he's doing all that more consistently, but there's definitely stuff there to get excited about with him. Definitely. I, um, I also like the, the swagger from Deuce. Like he threw the, uh, touchdown and had like the long stride. Yeah. I just, I just love the celebrations from the guys at the end of the game because he he's strutting down the sideline uh, the Lanner kid from Boyle County did a backflip in the end zone after catching his touchdown. And then uh, our, my guy Dingle, after he caught his big pass and hit him with the juke stick, he gets up and his point – I mean, uh, I, I love it. I love it, Freddie. It's 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 almost like uh, kind of in the basketball game when Brad Calipari would hit a three and people yeah. would lose their minds. It kind of reminds me of that, you know, just yeah. uh, guys out there having a lot of fun. Um because that's what it's all about, you know. It's it's all about having some fun, enjoying it. I mean, as much as we break down this game, like this, it's a game. Like we we should be enjoying ourselves. Yeah, I mean, spring spring practice, spring game, whatever we're calling this, it's never as good or bad as it seems. And, and the coaches put these players in, in tough positions, especially a defense. But offensively, you talk about uh, Bo Allen and Deuce Hogan. You know, they're throwing to the receivers that are twos and threes mm-hmm. against DBs that are so far out of place where they're supposed to be. So the coverage looks weird. There's no rhythm. There's no uh, continuity with the pass catchers. And you had Bo had several drops. So it's hard to really get a good judgment uh, of those two. But I, I like their decision making. I liked, uh, I liked how they uh, took chances. So, you know, we'll see. That's a position quarterback is – you know, we live in a different world than we did last two years ago with the portal and NIL and all that kind of good stuff. So, um, you know, it, it's easy. It was so much easier to do our jobs to project next year, year after that, you know, how this program is going. And now the transfer portal is a game changer. Teams are adding players all over the place. So, um, you know, I was okay with the quarterbacks. I thought they, they were fine. Uh, Jordan Lovett really jumped, and I know that got Adam excited. Uh, he's a player that, that Adam likes a lot. And and, and I think with him now, you've got four capable safeties. Mm-hmm. Two starters, Ty Asian, Jalen Geiger. I like both of them. Jordan Lovett, he, and he has to be be more consistent. Stoop said that after the game. And Ty Dawson didn't even play. So, uh, I think you're okay there in the back third. Uh, but with the portal – you're still looking for that nickel medium player. Joel mm-hmm. Williams is one, but you're going to need another and probably bring in another corner. We yeah, were laughing well, in warm-ups when Joel Williams just like tackled a dude. It's like, dude, this is 
This is warm ups. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, but portal, it's both sides. You could you could add stuff quick, or you do lose stuff fast too. Yeah, you know, like you the got, corners you, last year. Mm-hmm. You always got to be on your toes. It can change yeah. one way or the other. Um, but with Lovett, yeah, I think he was kind of one of the revelations. I think spring ball. He just he's got a you know a short area burst and explosiveness to him where he can get downhill fast. When he hits you, you feel it. It seems like guys go backwards when he hits them, and he's showing some ball production. I think both in this game and in his past, you know, he had 16 interceptions combined his last two years of high school ball. And that was his first two years playing defensive back. Um, I, I think there's a lot, a lot there to like about him. Um, I would. Uh, he's only a redshirt freshman, so he's gonna. I think he's, you know, he's still learning how to play football. I think he's got a pretty high ceiling. He's a guy. I think you could see make a big special teams impact. And Mark Stoops didn't like really hide away when he was asked about him, pretty much saying, you know, he needs to grow a little bit, but he's going to be a player for us next year. Uh, it was basically like, Jordan, get your, you know, what together because we need you on the field a lot this fall. And I would like to take full credit for uh, Jordan Lovett's success. Um, I'll pat myself on the back because I completely forgot about that dude. It's just, you know, this is, a, this is a talented recruiting class. Then we got to that open practice. I'm like, man, who's this 25 guy? He's flying all over the field. And, Freddie, I don't pretend to be – like, if there's one position group I'm the least comfortable with as far as schematically how assignments were, I just – the assignments in the secondary can be a little bit confusing for me. I don't know it that well. But I know when the dude is flying around the field and hitting people. Like, all right. And that's kind yeah. of what love it has done and you know what you can kind of skate by on that some if you've got good instincts at safety just the key is 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 becoming more assignment sound because when those guys get burned they they really get burned and you you didn't see it on saturday um but you could in the fall and that's what i think stoops was kind of alluding to is like we we like that you're playing this fast but we also need to make sure that you aren't going to burn us by being overly aggressive and just letting some dude get go untouched 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah, safety is a position that the coaches really have to trust. There has to be a lot of trust uh, in the staff and, and the safeties because that's the back line of defense. I had some guys uh, that I played with uh, that watched practice, et cetera, said uh, I thought I was watching uh, uh, Melvin Johnson back there and that's you know I'm I'm not ready to say that because you know how highly I think of my guy Melvin Johnson uh, but how hard he plays how, how physical he is is reminiscent but one thing that Melvin did was love the game and he was 100 miles an hour in walkthroughs in practice run throughs whatever and it sounded to me like Mark Stoops said, "Okay, you need to take this serious because this because you got a chance here." So I hope that uh, I hope that Lovett takes that advice because I think he can be a player. I think he's a player. You know, you want to put your best eleven on the field. Is is he better than Joel Williams at the nickel position? I don't know. That that could be a well, that could a, be a possibility for him. If he's good enough, potentially play safety. Maybe you could slide. You know, Jalen Geiger yeah. down to nickel. Yeah. Yeah, something like exactly. that. Exactly. So, if you trust him enough, yeah, but yeah, I, I think his emergence is humongous because you can do so much back there 
if you have another player that's going to, you know, going to be impactful in games like he's going to, now you have options in that secondary, especially when you go to a several looks, a five, five DB looks. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Exciting times. And at uh, North Harden, man, they just – Yeah. They that, got a very good hit rate uh, for yeah. guys out of North Harden. I was uh, you know, giving I was, I, Mark I Story some it. crow about it. Because <laughs> Mark yeah. Story's a North Harden guy. It's like, uh, you and your North Harden guys. He's like, well, you know, <laughs> they, they, they don't misfire too often. I tweeted about it, man. That The very first Kroger KSR game of the week was Douglas against North Harden. You had Dekel Crowdis, mm-hmm. Jagger Burton, Dane Key, Jordan Lovett, and Lavelle Wright in that game. Was Ox that, in that, that game too? Good. No, no it's not. He, he, oh, he was a freshman. Okay, he was okay. a freshman. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a decent choice for that first Kroger KSR game of the week. Um, yeah, those schools do a great job getting guys ready. Yeah, but two of them are right. He did not play, and and Dekel did not play. I just want to see Dekel's speed on full display at Kroger Field. Hopefully, he, yeah. he he's healthy for this fall because that can be a game changer. Um, I'm trying to to think of some some other things. I wrote down a list of stuff. Yeah, for me, um, Nick, defensive line, obviously Ox was out. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to see a little more. Thinking both the spring game and the open practice, I just wanted to see a little bit more from that group. I thought Josiah Hayes did some good things. Um, but the other guys just left you wanting a little bit more. Um, still some development that needs to go on there. Um, but that's a group that needs to be good for Kentucky this year. There's no yeah. really getting around that. They have to be good for the defense to reach expectations. Um, I just left wanting more from the spring from from that unit. They yeah. certainly passed the eye test. I mean, they got a bunch of dudes that that with the preferred size and measurables, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think I think they'll be better at them once they get into a, a rotation. Um, Khalil Sanders kind of jumped at me because of his length. I mean, you know, he, he'll be okay. And in those type, uh, Dinkins was better than I thought. Yeah, he was I thought Salmonelli looked a lot better too. I, I, I mainly too. just t- talking about that, like Justin Rogers, Trayvon Ripka. Yeah, those yeah. guys they need to be better. I, yeah, they got to be good players for Kentucky. They just need yes, they do. They need them to be better. Well, and yeah. I I think we're gonna have one of those years where there's gonna be probably like three or four games. And they're gonna be inconsistent. There's gonna be like three or four games where we're gonna come back to be like. The defensive line is just they're, – they're, they're getting gashed too much. I have a feeling that that's going to be the case uh, because – mostly just because they're young, you know. It's a lot of third-year guys that haven't – so they're, they're all redshirt sophomores that haven't played a lot of real football. And in practice and, like, in the game, they were going up against a bunch of, you know, fourth- and fifth-year guys on that U.K. offensive line. And – I think uh, I, I talked to DeAndre Square a little bit afterwards. A lot of it's just going to come down to the maturation process, like the growing up that happens when you, between 2021 20, and 22 years old. And I think that's a lot of Square's responsibility as one of the leaders on the team is to make sure that those dudes are doing what they need to do this offseason to be ready to play. Because you did see him flash at times. There was a, there was a nice player too there by Darian Henry Young. But he has got to add some weight to his frame, um, you know, stuff like that. Where it's 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 a lot about growing up and becoming more consistent. 
I like the depth in that room. I, I, there was, you know, it's it's as deep as that that room has been in, in quite a while. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I, I, yeah, they just got to get into rotation, and 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 two or three have to separate from the others because there's a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, I also, uh, what else did I write down? Um, oh, I think I actually covered all the things that I wrote down. Man, I thought that bomb for that field goal from Ruffalo was going in. Barely missed it. That was upsetting. Um, But either way, all in all, I was happy with the blue-white game. It was fun just to get out there, to get out to Kroger Field, to see it in a more casual environment. Uh, Luckett and I were in the press box, and it was kind of weird. I don't know. Just like it wasn't the same game day. And we've been, you know, two or three years without it. So it just didn't have the – it just, yeah. it just felt different. It was it was, it was kind of weird being up there, but I, I was happy to get out and watch some football. I really just – it was exciting watching Will Levis out there throwing darts around the field and just being like, oh, man, I could I could just keep watching this. I want more. Give me more. Yeah. Yeah, the whole day was pretty much, to me, just confirmation of previous thoughts. Thought the offense could be really good. Thought Will Levis is kind of primed for a potential big year. Defense had some questions. Um, the roster's not done on that side of the ball, and they got to get some guys back healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you, Brad White deserves some benefit of the doubt. He's gonna he's shown a track record to pr- squeeze as much out of units as he can get. Um, so you got to give him a break. And they're also due for some injury luck, man. Like if you go back last year, they had a ton of injuries yeah. they they had to deal with. I mean, all over the defense, touched almost about about every position except cornerback, but, but that just happened to be their weakest position. Um, so, yeah, they're due for some some breaks on the injury front, um, and I think that could help them out a ton. Knock on wood. Don't blame me, folks, if somebody gets injured. It was Luckett who brought it up, okay? I'm always the <laughs> well, one who gets blamed is. for you it. Just have to, you have to acknowledge that. <laughs> think about all them guys. Uh, Ox missed six games starting defensive tackle. Didn't have Josh Pascal for the last game, your best defensive player. Call missed Jordan, five games. Right. J.J. Weaver banged up the entire season. DeAndre Square banged up at the end. Jacquez Jones missed the game. I mean, it's it was a laundry list of injuries they had to deal with. How the hell did they win that Citrus Bowl? <laughs> <It was laughs> they almost had to pull me out of the stands to go play some defense, Freddie. It was well, they picked yeah. a good time. They picked a good time to play an offense in the hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> But I will say this, when you ask that question, that's why I'm not worried about the defense is because mm-hmm. Brad White put me out there at outside linebacker and beat a team that was ranked number two in the country for a few weeks. So uh, that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about the defense. I think they'll figure it out. Well, they got a whole summer to figure it out, too. So we're going to get a couple more practices this week. I think they're going to be awfully light. Uh, and we'll hear from some of the early enrollees. Keontae Goodwin, Dane Key, Andre Stewart, uh, some of the players that just got on campus, they're going to be speaking with us this week to sign off on spring practice. But, uh, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure talking a little ball with you. we got a little bit more to go, but it's uh, it's good to see people back out there in the Krogue, even though it was a little windy, a little wet, a little chilly. Still, it it was a lot of fun watching football at Kroger Field on Saturday. No doubt. No doubt. 
Well, it's been a pleasure for Freddie Maggard and Adam Luckett. I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Kroger. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.